Paleo Hackers. Welcome back on the show. And if you did not know, we're on video now. So get over to YouTube, find us, Paleo Hacks. Just plug it in the search bar and you will see our pretty faces. With me on the other end, that pretty face you're looking at is Reed Davis. He is a clinical nutritionist and best known for being the founder of Functional Diagnostics Nutrition. So Reed, welcome, man. Hey, thanks very much, Clark, for having me on. Hope I can enlighten people in some small way today. I remember about two years ago, I think it was, when it was like episode two or something of this show, you, me, and Sean were hosting a webinar on uh, FDN on some some site, and it uh, it like bugged out halfway through, and like mm. we, we lost your video, and so it was just like salt and pepper of just like oh, retard. Do you remember okay. that one? I think I do now that you mentioned that uh, phony screen thing. Yeah, it was <clears> unfortunate. I mean, you probably do a lot of those, so... Um, but yeah, so you've technically been on the show before, uh, yep. two years ago, but you yep. know, a lot of people it might be a new name, um, functional diagnostics might be unfamiliar to them. So kind of what's your, what's your story? What's, how did you get into this whole thing? Yeah, fantastic. I'm glad you mentioned our good buddy, Sean Croxton. You know, I was actually his very first guest on his very first blog talk radio for uh, I remember that. for yeah. underground wellness yeah. yeah it was really a neat thing you know i was in a different field to answer your question i was in environmental law so working mostly with trees and plants and uh, rivers and streams and that kind of a thing i decided back in the 90s that i would per- turn my attention to people gosh their health with this environment the way it is to heck with plants what about people <laughs> you know yeah. and even my own health you know we all have our challenges and crosses to bear and things like that. It was very hard in my body as a youth and uh, and my brain. Yikes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so I started, I went to work at a wellness center and uh, we took some classes in nutrition with the ch- chiropractor who owned the place. And she had basically hired me to run the place. I'm a pretty good businessman. And I did build that business up. But I, in the meantime, fell in love and gained this extreme passion for finding out what's really wrong with people. So the nutrition classes that I had taken just weren't getting the job done. I was felt like a vitamin salesman for the most part, you know. And sure, I was getting people off drugs, uh, but, you know, getting them on supplements instead is what it just seemed like doing. And there was something wrong with the mentality of that to me. I didn't feel like I had a lot of integrity doing that. And by the way, people would stop taking their supplements after one to three months max because they figured I should be better by now. Yeah. You know, that's so people have that mentality that if you take something for something that it should work, you should know in a month or two if it's going to work. So that wasn't working for me. And I started, as you well know, my history, everyone knows I've run more lab work than just about any other provider out there. And I did it all as a non-licensed practitioner. You know, how and I was a nutritionist, wasn't getting results, said, man, I need to find out what's really wrong with people. And that's what started me on my my lab work journey, which has not ended. It's 15 years later. I've run thousands of labs on thousands of people and figured out a system of you know looking at what's really wrong and then using holistic lifestyle and natural protocols to actually have them improve health instead of just as we love to say instead of just treating the symptoms you know right and and i think that's what we touched on last time and what we're going to touch on today is a lot of times you know you go into the office and you get supplements right and now you you just get supplements to cover up 
all that stuff. And then, um, you know, you go into a gym and you just get a gym membership or something like that. You know, we're, we're just kind of treating symptoms. And so yeah. uh, I, I guess what's the mission behind functional diagnostics, nutrition or the work you do just in general? Yeah. In general, the work of an FDN practitioner because we've been deputizing other people to duplicate the system I developed. So the, the goal is to help as many people as possible, teach them, educate them how to get well and stay well naturally so that they in turn can go and teach others. So I developed, it took me eight, nine years to develop a system, to run enough lab work, to recognize enough patterns, to see what works, try enough different protocols. And I had a lot of failures, I got to tell you. Or let's just call them dead ends. I won't say anyone died, you know, that type of failure. But, you know, like, like dead ends. And so then uh, seven years ago last week, I taught my first class in functional diagnostic nutrition. I had been told by person after person, whether it be client or even the, the companies that I was working with, you need to be teaching this system. So I started deputizing others about seven years ago. And Sean Croxton was in my very first class. Everyone kind of knows. Uh, I, I taught, I stood up in front of 19 people for two days and went over about 600 slides. And um, it had to be crazy, crazily boring. Was, but it, a Sean, good, was it a good class? You know what? Everyone there said it was the best class they'd ever been to. But we've changed the FDN course to be a complete systematic course. It takes actually now about six months to get through. But, um, you know, we now have more than those original 19 people working for FDN. I've got 30 people helping me teach and mentor and and all research and development and all the things that we do now. We've really become a community of 2,000 people around the world. Describe what you're seeing every day. What's what's the kind of person you're working with? Not not the person yeah. who's teaching, not the practitioner, but the everyday yep. person who's going through uh, your tests or your your FDN. Yep. Well, people suffer today from chronic stress related conditions, which is not infectious disease. So they're not coming in with Ebola, and they're not coming in with a broken arm. They're coming in because they have chronic fatigue and tiredness. They have sinuses and allergies. They have moodiness and irritability. Their hair's falling out. They're gaining weight or they can't gain weight. And they have um, all kinds of symptoms that they're not getting help with anywhere else. So the typical person has chronic stress-related conditions. That, by the way, can include some pretty deep uh, diagnosis. They've been told they have irritable bowel or chronic fatigue or they have uh, fibromyalgia or rheumatoid arthritis or uh, autoimmune conditions and some pretty serious things as well. Those are chronic. If you look at stress the way I do, those are chronic stress-related conditions. They're not just in infectious diseases or broken bones or tumors. Okay. So, so they have all that. And the other typical thing, Clark, is that they've already seen four or five people before they see me, and sometimes eight people or 12. You know, it's like, God, they've been looking for two, three years, suffering for 10, 15 years, looking for the, for years. They're searching on the Internet. They're not finding what they uh, hope to find. And so that's pretty typical. Well, so what sets you apart probably, too, with all the testing you would do is that, you know, you go to a standard doctor and they don't really know what to look for a lot of times or they're not trained in nutrition. You know, they get two classes in medical school and then boom, out the door. And so when you go to a general doctor for things like a broken arm, it's great. But when you go for more specific 
deeper lying causes like what you're doing, you need specific tests. And so um, what are some of the tests that you do that really are, I don't want to say proprietary, but you know, that no one else is really doing? What do you, what do you kind of look out for? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, they're not really proprietary. Let me back it up to the first thing you said, which is that, um, you know, people do go to physicians. First, first they suffer for a while, and they try supplements, and they try maybe a diet or exercise program and even some modalities and things like that, and it's not working. Well, it's not working because they're not working on the system that's actually failing. So when people have symptoms, there's some, uh, first of all, things contributing in their body to what I call metabolic chaos. That's my one diagnosis for everybody. Is you, it's metabolic chaos. There are things contributing to your body's not working the way it was designed to work. So we have all these different stressors, whether it be mental, emotional, physical trauma that's built up, or chemical stressors. As I told you, it was in the environmental law field, and the environment's pretty bad, and it's in our food and air and water and everything. It's in our clothing and furniture and, and, and stuff. So we have all of this stress. It contributes to metabolic chaos. Now, everybody's a unique individual, and they break down accordingly. According to what? to your weak links, your missing messengers, your, I call them vital voids, voids in the innate intelligence in your body. And so then eventually the breakdown leads to symptoms. So here's where you started, was like, you go, you, you're suffering, you try this and that, and then you finally go to the doctor because you're tired. Of it. And most of the remedies that physicians use are pharmaceutical, meant to relieve symptoms. And if they do run labs, they very often are not looking at the system that's actually breaking down. They're looking at the most immediate symptom. A good example, I'll give you two. One is uh, skin. So if you go to a dermatologist because you have red rashes or, you know, flaky, whatever it is, um, what are they going to look at? What system are they going to surveil? They They will look at the skin. They do biopsies, they'll do you know, some kind of analysis and things like that, and then recommend something for the symptoms. There's uh, lots of anti-inflammatories that take away red rashes or hives or whatever it might be. Now, uh, they don't have a way of looking at the deeper system that might be the one that's critically failing. We all know that people with leaky gut, for instance, could have a skin condition. Right, so it just works that way. They could also have detoxification issues, and the skin is a detoxification organ. So you know you can get so 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 the problem gluten gluten intolerance can cause you know hair to fall out, alopecia, or some autoimmune disease. Exactly. So so the issue with some uh, people in what I just call standard medicine of America and and the Western world, basically, um, and by the way, it's proliferating around the planet, this idea of standard medicine, it doesn't surveil the critical system that's failing. It looks at the most immediate thing, what's the fastest way to treat the symptoms, and and there's your prescription, basically. Yeah, so headaches would be aspirin deficiencies or, you know, if they're tired, it's a cat caffeine deficiency or depressions and SSRI deficiency, you know, like it, it's obviously, yeah. it's, it's not what it is. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So you got the idea that they're um, missing the system that's failing and they're just treating the symptoms. Right. And yet people come to us, you know, having been through three or four of those people. And there's a lot of non-physicians out there who are well-intentioned and, and they want to help people, but they're kind of 
I don't want to know if one trick pony is the right word, but they get stuck on a particular therapy. It must be your gut or it must be this or that. And, yeah. you know, it's like the way you think, you know, it's if we, we just tap it out of your existence or or you're not praying hard enough or, you know, whatever it might be. So people, that's another sort of trap that the health consumer, if you will, you know, the person suffering falls into. They, they try some stuff and it doesn't work. So they go to physician and they just basically offer symptom relief or management of the symptoms, not a cure or they don't even look for the underlying cause a lot of the time. And so then they go to the oddball, <laughs> you know, outside of that, you find people with try my therapy. Hey, I got the right diet for you. Get off this and this and eat yeah. this and this. And if that was, if that uh, getting off foods and eating the right foods, if that is the critical system, that's been, in other words, it's just a nutritional, like a nutritional deficiency or interference created by the wrong foods, inflammation or something. If that's all it is, then that will clean them up. And they'll be fine and they'll move on. But so many of the times, you know this, Clark, people come to us on the perfect diet. They've already eliminated the foods and they're eating all the right stuff. And yet they're still not better. So they'll try a different diet or they'll say, well, it's exercise. I'm not exercising enough. And then they'll try a detoxification program. And then they'll try the next, uh, again, diet, exercise, modality. They'll spend a ton of money. And they haven't yet got to the critical system that's failing or systems. Now that is what I call metabolic chaos. There's just that idea that things are broken down. You've got weak links, and so what do we need to do here? Well, this is yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there seems to be like this really well-intentioned um, be your own doctor kind of approach within the health community and that everyone's researching everything and it's great they're learning about you know gluten intolerance or dairy intolerance and how to exercise, what time to sleep, and they're, and they're really researching the heck out of it. But then once you get into kind of self-diagnoses, you know, of like going to WebMD and looking at all the possible causes you got or something like that, like it could be information overload and you're just guessing and kind of shooting. And I could imagine that would be really frustrating for someone who has maybe their hair is falling out or maybe they have really bad acne and they are eliminating all the things that they've been told to online or they're coming to you with the perfect diet. I mean, I can imagine how frustrating that would be when they, when they finally walk through your doors and they say, okay, I'm, I'm ready for this, you know? Yeah. Well, you're right. And uh, that frustration comes from what I just call the cycle of trial and error. And people are just caught up with in it. And all someone has to do these days is offer them a little hope, and they can sell them a lot of stuff. Yeah. Now, I have a policy. <laughs> Don't sell hope. You know, There's no guarantees, but, but if you follow a set of principles that I discovered, basically, and, and they're not something that I invented, but I did discover a system of principles that will outperform specific treatments. So you need someone listening now, if you write this down, and remember this, it's a law of nature, at least in the health business, that general principles can and do outperform specific treatments. So we used the idea earlier of a skin condition could be caused by leaky gut. So if you're not looking for whatever the dysfunction is, 
uh, you're not going to cure the leaky, uh, the uh, the bad skin. And it's the same thing with thyroid. It's another perfect example of someone with thyroid symptoms. They could be fatigued and gaining weight and can't lose it. They're cold extremities or even tingling in the extremities. They've got uh, uh, constipation and hair thinning and all the stuff that comes along. And they might go to a physician and say, you know, I've been struggling with these things. Sure enough, the diagnosis is going to be uh, thyroid. And they'll even run a thyroid test because, remember, they're going to survey or surveil the most immediate system. And, yep, then they pat themselves on the back and go, I found your problem. It's hypothyroid. You're hypothyroid. Here's your prescription. And then they'll titrate the dosage over a period of time to get the test results right into range. So what are they doing? They're treating the paper. And they're so they're surveilling the system most immediate to the symptoms and saying, yep, I found your problem. And here's your prescription. Now, the person's symptoms might even go away a little bit to the degree that that medication or makeup in the in the lack of thyroid is going to make them feel better. But if and if that clears it up, then you were a thyroid condition and everyone's happy. Uh, uh, except you might not want to keep taking medication. And this is what I used to do is you could just, well, here's a natural supplement might replace, you know, until things you know, work out or bounce out. Whatever. But in, I'd say 80% of the cases that I see, um, it's not working. It, it baited a few, it got rid of a few symptoms, but they still have all this other stuff going on. And so if they come back to the physician and say, you know, that, yeah, I have a little more energy and I lost a couple pounds and my my fingers aren't tingling as much or cold. But, you know, now I've got, I want to focus on my low libido and lack of energy, you know, some, some other. Oh, well, low libido, that sounds like a testosterone. So they'd run another test. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. It's here's your prescription for some testosterone patches or right. pills or, or just. so. What did they just do? Is they started a new cycle of trial and error. So it goes from this specific test to this specific treatment, specific test, mm-hmm. specific treatment, and it's another cycle of trial and error. So what I've attempted to do in my 15 years is go. Look, there has to be a better way, some sort of system, at looking at the contributors to metabolic chaos. And how that's broken the body down, and so we so, found out, yeah, yeah, that it worked. It actually works. We again, we can't guarantee anything, but we could say, look, if you follow this step by step system, we're going to look at the hormones, the immune system, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system. It's just you know a, a few things, six six things. There are just a small handful of critical labs, saliva, urine, blood, and stool. We're going to run this small handful of labs, look at these critical systems, and then use a holistic program that doesn't treat anything specifically, but treats everything non-specifically. So that might sound at first like gobbledygook. Listen to it over a couple times. It really makes sense. Don't treat anything specifically. Number one, that's diagnosing and treating, and I'm not a doctor. I don't want to do that. Number two, that never leads you very far. It's really using the general principles of health building. And I discovered that these systems I just told you, you could remember it by H-I-D-D-E-N, hidden. So it's the hidden stressors or dysfunctions. They're basically the hidden parts of metabolic chaos, hormone immune, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system. So you, we, we make our discoveries, 
we our findings are and we interpret those labs get the clinical correlation it usually explains exactly why a person feels so crappy and hasn't found relief anywhere else and the third thing is you design a custom holistic lifestyle program now this program is so successful not to sound like a salesman or anything but it's that i had to trademark it it's d-r-e-s-s that stands for diet the right diet for you you're an individual rest of course exercise of course d-r-e and then the last two stress reduction and supplements now it's in that area of stress reduction that the labs are also a big part of because you can look at food sensitivities you look at parasites bacteria funguses viruses biofilms, things that are really part of that metabolic chaos and again we're not treating anything specifically we're treating the entire person holistically and using general principles, which will outperform specific treatments. That's my experience, my 15 years, my life's work devoted to it. Okay. And so when someone comes to you then with that perfect diet, let's talk earlier about that thyroid lady, yeah. and she's coming to you and she has the perfect diet, How? where do you go from there? Can she really do a yeah. whole lot more? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, clearly so, because she's still having issues. So uh, why does that still, why do issues still come up even when someone has a perfect diet? Well, uh, first of all, there's no one diet that's perfect for everybody. Everyone has to find the perfect diet for them. Now, we have a simple little method for that. And uh, you need to be eating the right foods, which include what you're, it's basically a, a, an ancestral diet. So if you can eat the foods, the specific foods that your ancestors ate 500 generations ago or close to that, that's a good thing. Minus the foods you're sensitive to because we've acquired a lot of uh, sensitivities over time and we won't go into how that works but so it's eat the right foods but then the other thing Clark is eating the right amount of protein fat and carbs so it's the right food list you know your menu what you're going to be buying at the grocery store making your breakfast lunch dinner and snacks from you get on this right list of foods and they need to be tested for sensitivities and then you eat the right proportions of the macronutrients the right amount of protein fat and carbs and we are certainly not all the same you do have your protein types and you do have your carb types but we can teach you coach you up on just how to adjust it so people think they're on a perfect diet uh, but you know they really could be eating some of the wrong foods and some of the wrong proportions and just really don't have their macronutrient ratios done yet so diet can always be tuned up and we have a technology for that and then uh, yeah. then of course the rest of the investigation right and I think too with like the perfect diet you know in quotations there's some people who legitimately eat 100% clean they do it they they're they're almost too stressed out about their diet right it's too perfect yeah. almost yeah. and then there, and then there's kind of the second group of people when you really start having them log their food and really be honest with everything they're eating oh yeah i did have three drinks last night or oh yeah i did have that bag of chips or oh yeah i did have this 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 you know these little things that add up because it's really mm -hmm. easy to like trick ourselves on that stuff um but but for that first person you know who really does have pristine diet super they take it very seriously haven't had birthday cake in eight years you know um do you see any kind of common trends with them or do they have like hormone disruptions or they're not sleeping or like what else where is there to go i guess is the question the obvious place that. yeah well the obvious place to go after you for, i want to just back you up just a second and say cheating 
is okay because that means you're following the program the rest of the time. So if once a week you want to go do whatever you want, I actually encourage it. You know, so but that means you're being disciplined six days a week, uh, and one day a week you're doing anything you want. So what is that up to? Four four days out of the month. So maybe you know twenty seven days you're doing great, and four days you're not. That's fine. People will get by on that quite easily. So having accepted that cheating's okay, but if you're cheating every day, you're just simply not following the program. I mean, you really have yeah. to use. So now, if they are following the program with occasional cheating, then the next thing to look at is, am I breaking down, absorbing, and assimilating these materials? And so we find people with a simple urine test. We find all the time across the board people with health problems. You remember, it's metabolic chaos. Well, mm -hmm. what's that chaos? It's weak links. So in so many people, they've got the inability to break down and absorb protein properly. They either don't have the enzymatic uh, enzymes from the pancreas or they've got so much um, – they don't have the right bacteria in the upper GI to break it down. And so the wrong bacteria – and I said dysbiosis – will actually putrefy it. So uh, the wrong bacteria will rot your protein instead of breaking it down for proper assimilation through the enterohepatic circulation into the liver and then distribute it to the body. And so that's the first most obvious place. So how do, you, how, how do you fix that, like the rotting of the protein? Do you do supplements yeah. or change it? Uh, you know, you, there's the combination of reducing. Remember, it's D R E S S. Every single thing works into the dress program. Okay. So you'd have you you do want to make sure you're not eating inflammatory foods. And most people, even though they think they eat clean, they've got they're eating foods that are that are inflammatory. So diet's really important. Rest, I mean, you know, it affects digestion, of course. Um, so does exercise because digestion, digestive processes yeah. produce toxins. You need to eliminate them. Exercise is a big part of that. But the, the food sensitivities will start to reduce stress on the GI. And then, of course, we do have other stressors like overgrowth of bad bacteria, especially some of the anaerobics. That can happen in the small intestine. It can happen in the large intestine. And then what happens when you have that is bigger bugs move in. So if you have a bad neighborhood, it might just have a few bums living in it. Pretty soon some real criminals move in, you know, yeah. and they take over the place. So you've got uh, bacteria, fungus, virus. You've got um, huge parasites. And then the biofilms, they really stink up the place. And then you start to break down the immune system in the gut because, you know, the gut's a huge uh, place where your immune system resides. So it's, it's easy to say I'm on a perfect, I'm on the perfect diet. Oh, great. You know, let's double check that sensitivity test and let's see if you're breaking down, absorbing it and assimilating probably in the body. Yeah. So you're not, you're not what you eat, you're what you absorb is what you're saying. And so the first level, of course, fix the diet, do as best as you can or whatever, you know, get that in check. And then the next level is we're looking at absorbing the diet because um, you are what you absorb. And then where do we go from absorbing, saying that those first two, they're doing good. Is there like a third level? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you have to be able to properly eliminate and detoxify everything. Too. Your body produces tremendous amount of toxins and you eat and consume, you breathe. I mean, it rubs on your skin. We're getting a lot of toxins, um, not to dwell on it too much, but there's over 80,000 chemicals in the environment. Hardly any have been tested for safety. We're the test. We're the rats in the maze. Yeah. You know, and so you're taught, you know, there's a lot of things affecting the organs of detoxification 
communication. So the main thing that happens to food, when it's, it, the way it gets absorbed through the little fingers in the small intestine, directly into little capillaries that feed it right over into the liver. Now, if it's full of crap, what's the liver going to say? Yuck, what's this? You know, and it's going to then not be able to process it all. It's going to get congested. And some of those things are going to spill over into general circulation in your bloodstream. Now you invoke a lot of the uh, humoral, the bloodstream's immune system, and you get, you know, white blood cells and immune, what are called immune complexes and things floating around the body. And they can cause their own kind of new, it's a new contributor to what I said originally, metabolic chaos. And then it can affect the brain and the way you think and the way you don't even feel like doing anything anymore. I don't want to. I just want to eat crap, (laughs) not exercise and watch TV and stay in bed. And I'm not motivated or whatever it might be. So it affects everything. So you mentioned digestion, assimilation, detoxification is huge. And we just mentioned then it cascades into the immune system. So we look at the immune system and we look at other things involved in it. you know, the way your body produces energy at a cellular level. And then you have the distribution of energy, which is the nervous system, the sympathetic and parasympathetic. People are in fight flight all the time. Yeah. Or, or they are overly parasympathetic. So fight flight is sympathetic. And I know I might be sounding a bit convoluted here, but I'm easily able to wrap this off, Clark, because it's a system. In my mind, I'm going through the list and I can teach anyone how to articulate like this and teach your yourself first you always work on yourself you work on your family and you work on your you know uh people your community around you if you want yeah. to so uh with your environmental law background do you follow a lot kind of what of what's going on in the environment and how it's changing and, and how that's affecting us yeah, I have to tell you, I'm really a recovered environmentalist. You know, yeah. I mean, I re- yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more into people, and and you know, I I definitely think that that dynamic of our environment is really critical, and I want it to be clean. I want my water clean. I want my air clean. I don't want a lot of chemicals around me if I can avoid them, like the fire retardants and herbicides yeah. and all this stuff that's on our food. It's it's, it's horrible, you know, and. Um, you know, at the same time, I wish in California they would collect more water. You know, they're telling us uh, now it's a water shortage, and yet they're letting it all spill into the ocean. They yeah. could they could collect more water and let us. You know, um, it, it's illegal. Uh, it's illegal in some cities to collect your own rainwater. They won't even let you do it. I, I heard it, it, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. I think you know. I grew up with my grandfather. We had um, buckets of rainwater under every yeah. um, roof. You know, the the eaves trough, and then the the funnel down to the. It didn't go into the. It went into yeah. the, his rain bed, and he watered his garden and flower, eat flowers and plants and vegetables yeah. and things. So it's crazy not to collect more rainwater. Yeah, it's nuts. And so, you know, even going back to the environment and, and toxins and detoxing, you know, it's a hot button issue and everyone's talking about detoxing. You go to the any major grocery store and there's like a little detox packet right there. Kim Kardashian's selling it or some celebrity. Really? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like a seven-day cleanse. You know, cleansing is huge. Um, and so it sounds like, you know, there's stuff we can do to just avoid putting toxins in obviously you know we're going to still wear clothes we're going to still walk outside we're getting toxins everywhere there's no way you can avoid it but you can minimize it and so eating organic foods uh reducing um you know your your water content getting the best quality you can anything else i'm missing there in terms of like reducing your toxic load 
I mean, that's a, those are great places to start, but they are, this is where I love to use the word ubiquitous. You know, they're everywhere, man. And so um, they're in the air and food, and they're in our supply of things around us. And so it's really cutting down as much as possible. You also, I just heard my buddy Paul Check this week talking about the environmental or, you know, electromagnetic frequency. The fact that there's so much electronics and stuff around us, can, that's a form of toxicity. Yeah. You have radiation from Fukushima and, the you know, even from the sun. But, I mean, you, you got okay. stuff. It, it's amazing. So the thing to do is to uh, work on your detoxification organs, you know, and those are the liver is called the grandfather organ, your lymph system, obviously, which has to be exercised. Lymph is another kind of tissue in your body that pulls toxins out of the bloodstream, basically, and feeds them back into the liver, by the way. So you really need that grandfather organ clean. So you have the, the grandfather organ, the liver, you have the lymph. Now, the kidneys, come on, I mean, they're cleaning up blood, you know, uh, pints per hour probably going through the kidneys. They're pulling stuff out and, and you're peeing it out. You know, that's why we can look at pee and go, wow, look what's in there. You know, oh man, look, you know, there's neat things in there to look at that'll tell us uh, some things about you and where you can improve your health. Um, now, you also have the colon. The colon's a huge detoxifier. And your skin, your skin's actually a detoxifying organ. And so are the lungs. The lungs expel carbon dioxide. That's a poison. Carbon dioxide is poisonous to humans. We bring in oxygen, we expel it. So it, it's good to get rid of uh, poisonous gases. It's good to expel things out of your skin and get the lymph flowing constantly and have a clean liver and kidney and colon. Okay. And you can do therapies. And there are nutritional recommendations, of course, involved. Um, so there's diet. And resting is a way to detox. Rest and exercise are the ways to detoxify your body. And then, of course, reduce the stressors from the environment as much as possible. And take your supplements. You can support the liver and kidneys and colon and all these different things. What what kind of supplements do you uh, use to support all your detoxification yeah. processes? Well, you know, I have to say I'm, I'm not a huge supplement guy because remember when I first started – that's all I felt like was a supplement salesman, you know. So I've used every brand and every kind of thing, and I've been um, tempted many times. In other words, people come to me and say, "You, you, you, you're no, a guy in the no read, and you have an influence over a lot of people. Why don't you have your own supplement? Yeah, line? formulate your own. Yeah, and that's why I don't is because I don't want to have any other purpose than to educate. I do not want my purpose to be to build the profits of my supplement company. So I don't yeah. own a penny's worth of stock in any supplement company. And But I know a few things about them. So I had to throw that disclaimer out there and let you know that um, you know there's places to start. Like we mentioned digestion, you know. Um, it's really important to Make sure you're getting all the enzymes and the hydrochloric acid things to help digestion move along. Let me back it up a step further and say there's three reasons why you would take supplements. One is food is nutrient deficient. Even organic food is deficient because the soils don't have the nutrients anymore to pull up all the nutrients. You need vitamins, you need minerals, you need phytonutrients, you need other stuff. You need essential fatty acids, amino acids and things. So we need all this nutrition and it's not in food. So supplements can substitute or you know, supplement for what's missing in our food. 
And then, besides that, therapeutically, supplements can stimulate certain organs, like the immune system. You can stimulate the liver. You can stimulate the kidneys to cleanse a little bit better, to get some things moving. And um, you can support organ function with, we use glandular products and things that would just support normal function of a thing. So support, uh, substitution, and stimulation, the three S's of supplements, if you will. So you would take supplements for three different reasons. Uh, again, I, I could, you know, depends on what we're working with, yeah. but you, but you want to facilitate, I mean, listen, water is a good supplement. Start with hydrating your body, drink lots of water. It's a great supplement, if you will, for um, getting things to flow and cleanse. So um, other than that, you know, I like to be know who I'm dealing with. It, it's all very specific. Um, okay. I suppose I, I suppose I should be able to do a better job on that, but... No, 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 no worries. I mean, I, especially with, like, the whole supplement thing, there's tons of resources out there and information. Oh, man. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. And, and you have to go to unbiased sources because you're right. There is almost that, like, snake oil salesman, like, create a problem offer a solution proprietary only they their solution works yeah. for you you know it's yeah. $50 a month and it resubscribes and all that stuff um, yeah I, I got you and you know what some of those actually can be helpful but if they're not the addressing the critical failing system then they're just uh, you're you, what you're doing is polishing the car up but you're not putting the air in the tires yeah, and yeah, fixing yeah. the motor you know I mean you know it's you, you clean up certain things yeah. it's the car doesn't run better I'm really curious on your take on uh, saunas for detoxification and health. It's something my listeners know. I, t- I bring it up every show. I love saunas. They do about 20, yeah. mi- 20 minutes a day, 180 degrees. Yeah. Not an infrared because I just go to LA Fitness and they, they don't have sure. the infrared sauna. But have you seen any research on that? Oh, yeah, tons. And I have uh, I have a, a sauna of my own. Okay. I used to have the big cedar one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, yeah, I moved. I sold that. I had it in my gym. I had my own gym a few hmm. years ago. And yeah, sauna is a huge part of the detoxification process. It also can stimulate fat uh, metabolism. You can sort of trick stuck people uh, by heating up the body. You're increasing metabolism. You know, it's like when you when you when you cool the body, metabolism slows down. When you heat the body up, metabolism speeds up a little bit. So it's a good trick, uh, and it definitely sweating is a great detoxification process. So uh, with tricking your fat metabolism, then uh, does it create more you know metabolic enzymes when you expose yourself to those twenty minutes, or what what's actually going on? Yeah, you, well, you know, I would just call it cellular metabolism, respiration. You're speeding things up. The body's trying to keep up with the heat. And um, so metabolism is what's going on at a functional level in every cell in your body. So every cell, it's, if it's part of a certain tissue, metabolism that tissue is part of a certain organ, metabolism that organ would increase. So you're, you're doing, again, this is a beautiful example of treating nothing specifically. You're not treating anything specifically right. when you're doing a sauna. You're treating everything in a non-specific way. It's a perfectly safe and wonderful uh, therapy that could be included in you know a basic uh, behavior pattern. You know, like a lifestyle. Saunas are good. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've seen saunas. One thing I've been trying to experiment with in my area is uh, cryotherapy. You ever heard about that? Yeah. It's it's that big, you know. I don't know what it is, negative two hundred degrees Fahrenheit or something. Uh, freeze chamber kind of looks like you're that Star Wars Boba Fett guy, and you're going to get yeah, frozen yeah. for a long period of time. Have you yeah. have you seen any research on that? 
I have not seen the actual research, but I've been to a clinic in uh, in uh, Scottsdale oh, you that did had that, that had that. And no, I was getting a tour of a really neat uh, integrative medicine clinic. And but actually, one of my students um, was partners with the guy in this thing. And I went there and saw that. And they said they were getting some decent results. It's a very expensive machine and treatment. But I think yeah. that there's something to, um, you know, if, if it relates to what I know about sports injuries and cooling the body down to stimulate circulation, that would be a good thing. You know, and it's in that it's in the cooling down and the warming up process that the healing probably takes place not when you're um doing actual cooling i mean it, I, I again the research uh, is a slightly obscure to me or maybe a lot obscure i haven't looked all into it yeah. but i think the warming up process is generally really good for a person you know last question i like to ask guests uh before we you know sign off is okay do, do you have any sort of like really cool hacks or or things that you do for your health that maybe don't fit into um the everyday approach like things that you uh, like okay so sauna would be one or cryotherapy would be another or maybe fasting or, or whatever do you do anything kind of unique in your health uh, th- this is kind of question that as soon as the show's over, I wish I just said something else. You know, I mean, just I know there's a, so much rattling around yeah. in there. Um, what I try to get clients to do is to pay attention to three things. You want to write these down if you have a pencil handy, folks. You'll know if what you're doing is um, working towards wellness and abundance of uh, of health if it gives you really good solid energy if it gives you a sense of satisfaction like especially hunger you're not craving nothing's missing out of your life or your food that you've been eating and also a sense of well-being so i have people write down in daily journal um like after break two hours after breakfast you know how do you feel in terms of energy is it good and solid or is it some kind of nervous energy with a fatigue underneath? And obviously, the good solid energy is the one you're shooting for. The other thing, as I just said, is a sense of satiation, that you're satisfied. Your breakfast was good and, and life is good and you're not craving anything. You're not mentally like drifting way off somewhere and you don't feel like you need uh, a snack or sugar or, or coffee or anything like that. So, again, the sense of satiation uh, satiety it's called um, the sense of really good solid energy and last but not least is a sense of well-being that you're pretty happy and if you're not happy something's wrong you know and it could be um, that someone made you mad but forget I'm not talking about it's like you, you don't have a sense of well-being and there's no reason why you shouldn't so so if if you're irritated for no reason that's a bad thing you know so so you need to have that sense of well-being you're not irritated unless someone just cut you off in traffic or something sense of well-being you're not irritated satiety you're not craving anything and energy is good and solid and you can get through to the next pit stop you know where you're going to stop and have your lunch and refuel your tank things like that so my best ha- hack for right now is is being aware uh, self-aware of what's going on be in present time and take stock of uh, those three things energy satiety and uh, sense of well-being Reed, where's the best place people can go and find out more about you and, and what you do Probably my website, functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. Okay. Uh, functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. I'll give you my phone number. It's 858-842-3266. Okay. And, and people can call that? Or I guess they will. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Go, go right there. 
Uh, get the Reed Davis hotline. You got it. I might just pick up the phone. <laughs> Look, it's right here. <laughs> so uh, now, if it doesn't ring, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel bad the rest of the day. <laughs> That's right, man. Well, this this will probably go live in a couple months, I think, or maybe next month or something. So, um, but anyway, man, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you, Clark. Real pleasure. You're looking great, man. You look really healthy and thanks, solid. Man. Yeah, thanks, man. man. You keep up that. the good work. Yeah? Appreciate that. You too.